Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Wednesday night broadcast of Face to Face. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. And we are here to for the next two hours to take your prayers and to intercede to the Father on behalf of whatever needs you have, whether it's physical, financial, emotional, relationship, um, whatever needs you have, whatever you need prayer for, give us a call. Um, and we can pray with you on air. We can pray with you off of air. Um, we have a chat room open. If you want to jump into a chat room and talk to people, um, you can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And so we have two hours of searching the scripture, seeking the face of the Father, and interceding on behalf of the nations. And so let's start it with a word of prayer. Father God, Lord, we submit ourselves to you today. Father, we submit these next two hours to your will. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. Father, let your will be done in this broadcast, Lord. Father, touch our hearts, Lord. Give us wisdom and give us revelation into the knowledge of your word, Father. Give us wisdom and revelation and understanding and increase our knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ. As it says in Ephesians, Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light that we would know what is the hope of our calling. Father, that we would know what are the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ Jesus when you raised him from the dead and seated him in heavenly places at your side, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and gave him the name that is above all names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One thing it says in that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 is that Jesus was seated in heavenly places, that his name was exalted above every name, and that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. And when the Father raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand, 
it says that he put all things under his feet and made the earth into his footstool. And there was nothing that was not placed underneath his authority and nothing that was not placed under his dominion. And so everything we know, every issue we have, every struggle, every enemy has been placed under the feet of Jesus. And we are more than victorious, as Paul said in Romans, that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. It says that, Paul said, I am persuaded. Persuading being that you are convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt. Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor anything to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I know those who are mine, and the enemy cannot snatch them away. And so we place our hope and rest fully upon Jesus Christ. We place our trust fully upon him, who is the light of the world, who is the express image of the invisible God, who is coming back soon, as he himself declared in his word that he would return But until that time, all things have been placed under his authority. All things have been placed under his feet. There's no obstacle. There's no mountain. There's nothing that is higher than him. Nothing that's higher than his name. And when we call upon his name, according to the word, Jesus said, if you'll ask anything in my name, I will do it. When we call upon his name, we make a proclamation and come into agreement with God. You know, we mention that a lot, and we're going to probably talk about that a lot over and over again, about the power of agreement. Um, Jesus declared that if any two or more of you are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. And when we come into agreement with God, we simply declare his word to be true over our situations over our circumstances. We declare that the word of God is true despite what appearances may say. So regardless of what the situation is, we don't deny the situations that we face, but we declare that there is a higher power, that there is a higher law, that there is a higher authority, which is Jesus Christ. And we come into the agreement with the Father Submitting our will to his will, submitting our thoughts to his thoughts, submitting our strength for his strength. And trusting him, as his word declared, to be able to do exceedingly, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So, Father... Father, we come into agreement with you, asking that 
your will would be done in our life. Father, that your word would be magnified in our lives, that your word would be magnified in our midst. Father, we stand upon your word. We stand in faith upon your word, trusting not in our circumstances, trusting not in our expectations, trusting not in our knowledge, Jesus, but we stand trusting you and trusting your words. Thank you, Jesus.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. And we are here to take your prayer requests to join you and stand in agreement with you and to come to the Father on behalf of whatever needs you have. Some people wonder how they can know the will of God for their lives. That sometimes it doesn't necessarily seem that anything is really happening and that life seems ordinary, a day-to-day ritual. Someone told me once that Life in general is just like the the extraordinary things that happen are rare. And there is, daily, on a day-to-day basis, we go through the same routines. You wake up at whatever time it is. You brush your teeth. You spend time getting ready for work, you go to work, you come home, you pick up children, you clean the house, you cook dinner, you get children ready for bed, you get yourself ready for bed, What, whatever your routine is. And day-to-day life is like that. You know, actually, I just realized we need to pray. Um, there are a lot of people out there who don't have jobs right now. And, you know, I believe that the Father is more than able and capable of providing for his people. His word declares it. He has proved it over and over again and in my life and other people's lives. And so if you are without a job right now and you're looking for a job, just stretch out your hands to God. Father, Your word declares, as David spoke, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor received begging for bread. Lord, your word declares a man that doesn't work shouldn't eat. Father, so we come to you knowing that you are Jehovah Jireh, knowing that you are the great provider. Jesus, your word declares that The Father knows all our needs before we ask them. And so, Father, we come asking that you would provide for every need. Lord, that we trust you for the provision for every bill. Father, that there, and I ask, Lord, that there would be an abundance, Father, where there is dry land, Father, that you would send forth a rain of provision, Lord. Where there is a barrenness, Father, you would make it a lush field. Father, that from the north, south, east, and west, Lord, from every corner, Father, you would bring in provisions for your people, Lord. 
Father, that you would grant them favor in the marketplace, Father. You would grant them favor coming in and going out, Lord. That everywhere they, the, foot, the soles of their feet would tread, Lord. That you would give to them, Father. You would give them an abundance of favor, Lord. Father, that you would divinely appoint and divinely set appointments, Father, to provide employment for them, Father. Wherever it is that you are calling them out, Lord, wherever it is that you have placed for them to be, Father, Lord, that you would speak to them, Father, Lord, that you, by your Holy Spirit, would draw them, Father, and give them wisdom, Father, that you would give them discernment, Lord, that you would give them insight, Father, into your heart, Father, and into your counsel. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would lead them, Father, to those divine appointments, Lord, that you would put them at the right place at the right time, Father, that you that you would speak to the hearts of employers, Father, to grant favor to your chosen people, Father, to those who are listening, Father, who have trusted in your name, Father, for those who have trusted in you to be their source and their provision, Father. Jesus, thank you that your word declares to not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own that for the day has its sufficient enough worries. Father, and your word declares that you've clothed even the birds of the field, and we are of much more value than many sparrows, Lord. You said that we should seek first your kingdom and seek first your righteousness, and all the other things will be added to us, Lord. So, Father, we come seeking nothing less than your will for our lives, Father that you would be glorified and that you would be magnified in our lives, Lord. Father, whether by life or by death, Father, we stand trusting and believing in you. Father, we stand content in those things you have given us, Father. Lord, and we ask, Father, that your will would be done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the divine appointments, Father. Thank you for the praise reports, Father. Thank you for providing for your children, Lord. And um, so people in general, back to the story, people in general have um, pretty routine day-to-day lives. And sometimes we feel that life's really going nowhere or that there's nothing special happening and possibly that we miss something. But in reality, the times when nothing is going on is when we have the ability to create things, um, to create appointments with the Father, to create times with Him. It's those times that we, when there's nothing going on, and there's peace that we have the ability to spend time seek, spend more time seeking his face and spend more time hearing from him and spend more time reading his word and taking his word and putting it inside of us and we have the ability to enjoy his presence i asked someone once when i was standing in a prayer line um, and I was going through sort of the same thing I have friends who go through, 
where they're just really not sure what the will of God is and what direction they should go in. Um, and not necessarily specific, but just they, I at one time just needed to know, hey God, nothing's happening, what should I do? What is your will for me? And it was I was really struggling with it, and it was really bothering me that I really didn't have a specific word from the Lord for that season in my life. And what the person said to me when they walked up to me is they said, and I asked, okay, and I said, I just want to know the will of God. And the response they gave was that Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and more have it more abundantly. And so... And, the, and I thought it was really weird they would say that, and it's not exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting that they were going to say, okay, you need to take a left, and at 8 o'clock in the morning, go to the street corner, and you'll meet this person and start this amazing, like, journey. And But it's not always like that. Um, it's rarely like that. I mean, there's times it is, and there's times there's divine appointments where God will send you to specific places at specific times for specific reasons so that he can be glorified through you and that he can minister to someone or reach someone who otherwise would maybe miss out on his presence and his blessing at that time. But in general, our biggest job is enjoying his presence. You know, Adam and Eve, um, I heard this comedian, Bill Cosby, give this story about Adam and Eve in one of his routines. And it's ironic how 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 what he said was a revelation. And he told the story of Adam and Eve and how God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, which was a lush garden. And everything was already planted. The ground was already, they didn't have to till the ground. They didn't have to water anything because water came up from the ground because it had never rained in those days. <clears throat> and God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and told them to enjoy it. And they didn't really have a lot to do but walk around and fellowship with the Father. They didn't really have anything to do but to enjoy God's creation, enjoy the presence of God, and to spend time communing with the Father. <clears throat> and there are going to be times when there's going to be extraordinary things that happen, and there's going to be events, whatever those events may be that happen in your life. But until those come, you have the ability to just sit back and relax and enjoy life and to enjoy the presence of the Father, to take a walk, to sit outside your house, to sit under the stars and just enjoy the presence of God, to just enjoy the knowledge of the love which he has for you. And those times that we have to do that, because, you know, the, throughout our lives, there's always going to be seasons. There's seasons when not a whole lot's going on, and there's seasons when we're so busy that it seems like we barely have a moment to stop and breathe. And those times when there's not much going on, and we have those abilities to spend a greater amount of time in His presence, 
ironically, is usually the time when we spend the least amount of time in His presence. But when we do have that opportunity, there's something about just enjoying His presence where there's a peaceful, non-stressful enjoyment that just comes from relaxing. The Bible says that He has given us has freely given us all things to enjoy. This entire earth was created through Jesus Christ, and we were placed here. And the Bible declares that you were placed in the exact place, and you were born in the exact place you were born for a reason. And so I just want to encourage you that if it doesn't really seem like anything's happening, it doesn't mean that nothing's happening. It just means that you have a break and an ability to seek him. And, you know, a lot of times when we seek the Father, we don't always have to seek him looking for an answer. Because sometimes there is no answer. I, I heard, I was reading some quotes today on prayer, and one of the quotes said, we believe, you, you know that you believe that God answers prayer when you're willing to accept that not all of the answers you receive will be yes. And, you know, there's times when we seek the Father because we need answer to prayer. We have a situation where we need to pray and pray according to his word for someone who's sick or someone who needs a miracle in their life. And those times are amazing, and they're an honor and a privilege that we have to come into an agreement and to work alongside Jesus Christ and work with the power of the Holy Spirit and work into our lives to accomplish God's will on this earth. But there are all the other times when those things aren't happening where we can come to the Father and spend time with Him not because we're seeking anything except for Him. You know, it brings to mind two different times that people prayed. Once was Solomon, and he had a dream, and the Lord asked him what he wanted, and he asked for wisdom that he could justly lead the people. And God granted him more wisdom than, because God saw his heart, and God granted him more wisdom than any man who had ever lived. And the other was Moses. One of my favorite stories, which I tell the story a lot, Moses is standing on the mountain with God, and he could ask for anything. Um, he could have asked for a greater anointing. He could have asked for the greater ability to perform miracles or for the children of Israel to get to the promised land faster or for the children of Israel just to listen to him more since a lot of times they didn't. Um, and so Moses is standing face-to-face -face with God, possibly closer than any man outside of Jesus living had ever come. And even though God hid him with his hand and protected him from his presence, he was still that close that literally God was able to take his hand and cover Moses and hide him in a cleft of a rock. Because even though you may be in a cleft of a even though you may be on what seems like an extremely high mountain, the Father will always take his hand and place you and hide you in a secure place to protect you. And 
you know, so Moses is up on the mountain talking before God, and there have been many times where there was issues that Moses had to deal with where the children of Israel needed a miracle, whether they didn't have water or a bunch of Egyptians were chasing after them, trying to kill them, and they would come to the Red Sea and they'd need a miracle, or they needed something to drink in the wilderness, and God would perform a miracle and have water come out of a rock, or the children of Israel didn't have any food, and God would send them manna, or they got tired of the manna, and so God could send them a fish. And, but so all these times, Moses came to God, seeking God's provision, seeking God's favor, seeking the in, God's insight into what their next step was. But this time, Moses was standing on the mountain with God, closer than he had ever been. And the one thing he asked was, Father, now I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. And he didn't pray for anything but a deeper knowledge of the Father. And so we have the ability when we take it to just enjoy his presence, to come before him, not because we want something, but come before him just because we want to come before him, just because we want to be with him. You know, prayer isn't always a formula. Prayer isn't always um, intercession for someone or for something or for some nation. Prayer is communication in its basic form. Prayer is communication between us and the Father. And that communication isn't always contingent on there being a need. Um, Just us talking to the Father about your daily life, about just whatever is on your heart at the moment, uh, just about your dreams, just about your aspirations. You know, because the Father it says that that He knows the thoughts, He thinks of a, thinks of us, thoughts of good and not to, not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. And so it's okay to come before the Father and to spend time with Him and just talk to Him like you would talk to anybody else. And you know, if you really need to hear the voice of God and you really think you need to hear his voice about something, even if you don't know what it is, and you just really need to hear his voice, there are a couple options. One is you could try to seek out someone who is skilled in hearing the voice of God. And what I mean by skilled is someone who through experience and through and through time of of practicing hearing the voice of God have come to a place in their relationship with God where they can clearly, for the most part, hear his voice. The other option is to search the scripture and search the word of God um, and to spend time contemplating the word of God and allowing, and not the whole read through the Bible as quick as possible or read this to this or and just try to get it out of the way just so you can say you've read it, but literally taking it so slow 
date, almost as, as if you're meditating on the words, but allowing the Holy Spirit to open your heart to the words and make those words become alive to you. Because there's a lot of times when you'll need to hear a word from the Father, and it'll come from something you're reading. And the Father will take a scripture and make it become alive in your heart and make it relevant to your situation. And you can get answered that way. And the other option is just to wait in his presence to hear something. And, you know, someone asked me earlier today about hearing the voice of God. And they had mentioned how they wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And try to just be as quiet as they can and wait and wait and wait. But, you know, sometimes we can listen too hard. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of relaxing in his presence and contemplating on him and meditating upon him. And then the answer just hits our spirit and all of a sudden just something sparks inside of you. And you get a revelation from the Father, and you get a word from the Father that just comes out of nowhere. And so, if you need to hear the voice of God, then don't be afraid to come to Him and ask Him. If you need someone to pray with you, find someone who is a Christian around you, who also has a heart to seek out the will of the Father and His voice and pray together so that you can come into agreement. And that way you're both listening and hearing and waiting to see what He'll say to you. Um, there's a verse in Habakkuk. And let me actually turn there real fast so I don't mess up the verse. It says um, in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And when I answer and, and what I will answer when I am corrected. And then it says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And, you know, there's a lot of times in our lives that we receive words from the Lord regarding things that are for a future time. And we have a tendency, all of us have a tendency, that we hear a word from the Lord for something that's going to happen. And we expect it's going to happen as soon as we leave the service or we're going to wake up the next morning and whatever it is we heard from the Lord is going to have already been accomplished and we're already going to be in that place. Well, the truth is we're not in that place. Um, the truth is, is like the children of Israel, the Father told them about a promised land and told them about a purpose and a destiny and a resting place later on. But there was a journey to be made to get to that place. And the journey isn't always easy. Um, but it can be if we're trusting him. 
you know, the children of Israel could have gotten to the promised land a whole lot faster than 40 years, because I'm pretty sure it doesn't take 40 years to walk from Egypt to the promised land. Um, but they kept going around a mountain, and they kept being stubborn, and they kept complaining, and they kept disputing. And through that period of time, the Lord was forming character in some of the children of Israel. The Lord was demonstrating his self, demonstrating his own character, and demonstrating his own provision, and and building them and strengthening them, and in the process building their faith. You know, the children of Israel, before they got to the promised land, had to fight many enemies. And some of the enemies may have seemed really simple, and then there was some enemies who seemed like giants that probably made them scared. But through every one of the trials and every one of the battles they had to face in their lives, it was another way that the Father was able to strengthen their faith by proving over and over again his faithfulness to the word which he had spoken. And so, you know, sometimes we get a word from the God or we, or we even if it's a prophetic word from the Lord, but it doesn't always mean it's going to be tomorrow. It means that a lot of times it means that there is going to be a building process where the Lord has to take you through some trials and he has to take you through some obstacles and take you through certain paths. Not because he doesn't want to get you to the next day, but because you're not ready to be there. And the faith that you need to get to that place is faith and patience and things that need to be developed before you're ready to enter into the place that God wants you. And a lot of those times, and a lot of that preparation is not going to come on the battlefield, but it, because, you know, the battles we face are usually really quick. Battles usually don't last very long. They may last a day or two or, two or a month or even a year at a time. But 90% of the journey is not in the battle. 90% of the journey is in his presence. And we spend time in his presence and we spend time in intercession before him and seeking his face. Because it is in those times that God builds and plants things inside of our hearts and plants promises and hopes inside of our hearts that give us the confidence to stand and give us the confidence to face those battles that we have to face. And so this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. And we will be back in just a minute. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
throne of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. Father, we come standing before that great white throne. The throne that's been established from eternity. The throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance. The angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere. The river of fire that flows from your throne. Oh, we love to stand before your throne, O oh God. We love to stand before the throne of God. divine encounter. want to be lost in the raging fire that flows from your throne, O oh God. We want to be lost. 
God. And I watched till thrones were put in place. And the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like flaming fire. Its wheels were like a burning flame. Oh, the throne burning with flaming fire. with flaming fire. that never goes out. 
This is our inheritance. Oh God, to stand before the great white throne, to be lost in the river of holy fire, holy romance. This is Chris Herzog, 
and Prayer International Radio, and Sean Holmberg was sharing his heart for the first uh, half of the broadcast. So praise God. If you need to get in touch with us tonight, we're at 619-638-8458. Feel free to call in. If you want to uh, leave your prayer request via email, you can go to our email at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And, of course, if you want to reach us on our website, we're at www.prayerinternational.org, and actually we have our 1-800 number up now. So for those of you that want to reach us by our 1-800 number, you can feel free to call in 1-800-701-2785. Praise the Lord. Again, this is Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog, and we are just sharing tonight, talking about prayer, talking about worship. That song that we just got into was called The Throne of God, and praise the Lord. And we love to be around the throne room, the throne of God, to sit at his feet, listening to his word, to sit and behold his glory, behold his beauty in his presence. You know, praise God. You know, we need to realize Revelation 8, chapter 8, verse 3 and 4 says, Another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there it was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's right hand. That was Revelation 8, 3 and 4. This is basically saying that prayer is ascending like an incense before God. So here you have an angel with a with, at the altar, standing up with a golden censer in his hand, and they were handing or giving to him. He was receiving incense, and he was offering up his incense with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne, and the smoke of the incense came up with the prayers of the saints and ascended before God out of the angel's hands. We need to realize that our prayer goes up before the Father like an incense. You know, it, if it's from a pure heart, if it's from a broken, contrite heart, the Bible says that God receives our sacrifice. The Bible says it can be a sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of God. It can be a breath of fresh air to God. He likes the sweetness of our fellowship, the sweetness of our intimacy. There's a fragrance. You know, when you've been in the presence and when you've been in the glory of God, people can tell. Believe me, when I'm not in the presence and I haven't been in the glory of God, people can definitely tell that. But when I've been in the presence of God and I've sat at His feet listening to His Word, feeling His Holy Spirit, Surrounding me with his arms of love and affirming me as his child. Listen, there's, a, there's something that takes place inside of me. There's something that takes place inside of people when they behold him, when they get a glimpse of him, when they experience his love, they're changed. They're changed. Praise God. 
This is Prayer International Radio, and of course we're talking about prayer. We're just glad that you're here tonight listening. Right now we just want to lift up a, a prayer for our Facebook family, and our Blog Talk Radio family, those of you that are listening by website or Blog Talk Radio. Right now we want to lift up prayer requests came in for Lisa in Rockwell County Jail. We want to just lift up Lisa. And her family, we just speak blessings over them right now. We just ask, Lord God, that you'd strengthen them, that you'd send legal counsel and bless her. I know we put her on the prayer list, and we put her on our blog talk radio prayer list as well. We just pray, Father God, that you'd use her mightily while she's in Rockwell County Jail. And just touch the women that are in there. Father, touch those that are going through situations with their loved ones, where they're away. They're incarcerated. They, they're separated from their loved ones. Father, we just pray that you'd strengthen them. Reveal yourself to them. Father, we thank you that revival is breaking out in the jail and the prison system. We thank you that revival is breaking out among our military. Father, revival is breaking out, Father, in our nation. And we just pray for the United States of America right now, Father, that you would move in power, move in glory by your Spirit. Touch every man, every woman, every child, every teenager. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. Father, invade the earth. Invade the earth with heaven. Invade the earth with your glory. Invade the earth with your miracles. Invade the earth with your love and your fire, Father, and let the character of God be produced in the hearts of your people. Father, we just bless those that are listening, those that are in ministry, those are, that are committing their lives for the gospel's sake, Father, provide for them, strengthen them, use them mightily. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Alright, well, praise God. This is another edition of Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm the co-host for the rest of the show, I guess. Praise God. Just so thankful to work with a friend and I guess business partner, ministry partner, however you want to call it, but my friend Sean Holberg is such a blessing. Very thankful that he is committed to the Lord. You know, he is committed to Jesus. He's committed to being a man of character and a man of integrity. And that goes all the way from his business relationships and his business dealings to his family to just being a friend and just really seeing the, the glory of God and the love of Christ come out of his life has really spoken volumes to me just in different areas, you know, just, just areas where I need improvement. You know, it's great how God, you know, I didn't know I was going to get into this. Um, but the Bible says that iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. We need to realize that God puts us in each other's lives to sharpen each other, to push each other, to bring each other to a place of excellence, bring each other up to a place of maturity where our giftings and our talents and our skills, our abilities can improve and develop and come up to the best potential. And you know, as we fellowship one with another, as we allow each other to, to rub off, you know, that sharp, that rough edge is getting knocked off. And the, you know, the abrasion that comes from the difference in people, the difference in opinions, the difference in behavior, the difference in ideals or philosophies. And a lot of times, those differences, good or bad, and of course that may be a matter of opinion, uh, those differences are what causes the friction, causes the abrasion, really causes the, you know, the shaping, the sculpting and the molding of, and the development of the character that are in the people in those relationships, if that makes any sense. And that's the way God does it. You know, he takes people and uses them to get sort of abrasive with each other, not in an abusive way, or we don't mean in a negative way, but that friction that's caused because of difference allows character and shape to take place. But praise God, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen the countenance of another. Praise God. So anyways, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and this is Face to Face. Call in number 619-638-8458. You can go to the email, send an email, question, comment, concern, prayer request at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Of course, you can always go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org, and check out the donation or the uh, there should be an About Us or Contact page. Of course, if you look at the home page all along the right-hand side, you'll see different tabs that will connect you to different things that we're involved in. Praise the Lord. And we have our 1-800 number up. And if you guys want to keep it for future reference, it is. Praise God. 
Do you want the Lord to set you in safety? The Bible says, verse 6, Psalm 12, verse 6, The words of the Lord are pure words of silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. God's words are pure. Try them. You can try them. You can put them to the test, put them through the fire. His word will stand. His word will remain. Verse 8, the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Psalm 13, how long will you forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel of my soul? Having sorrow in my heart daily, how long shall my enemies be exalted over me? Do you ever feel like it's going to take forever for God to answer you? Do you ever feel like everything's going wrong and no one's there to help? God is not spite concerning this problem. Verse 3, Psalm 13, verse 3. Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. God will lighten your eyes. Thus my enemies say I prevailed over him. And those that trouble me may rejoice when I am moved, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Learn to rejoice in God. Learn to rejoice in God because he has dealt bountifully with you. Praise God. We need to come to a place where we rejoice in God because he has dealt bountifully with us. Praise God. You know, it's a good thing. So that was Psalm 12 and Psalm 13. How long will you forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Do you ever feel like God's hidden his face from you? Well, just ask him, Lord, turn your face to me. Let your countenance light upon me. Let me take counsel of my soul. Take away the sorrow of my heart daily, Lord. Let now my enemies be exalted over me. Verse 3, Father, consider, I'm turning this into a prayer. Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Let now my enemies prevail against me. Let them not be rejoiced that trouble me and try to move me. But, Father, I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Father, I will sing unto you because you have always dealt bountifully with me. Learn to turn these psalms, learn to turn the word of God into a prayer. When you read this, learn to pray it. When you read it, mull over it, meditate on it, chew it. Don't just see how many scriptures you can cram in. But really get to know and really understand what they're saying. Really let them feed your soul and restore your soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. And I'll be picking up the next half hour of the show. And we're going to go ahead and go into a break. Uh, Praise break. We love praise break. Let's go into a praise break. Praise God.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. This is another edition of Face to Face. Of course, it is coming up on 11.35 p.m., about 25 minutes till 12 Central Time out of Dallas, Texas. And that was Mercy Me with Beautiful. We are just thanking God. He is so beautiful. You know, the Lord is beautiful. We're just declaring this. Let's go. Let's read Psalm 27. Let's love the song. Let's go to Trust in the Lord and be not afraid. Let's do Psalm 27. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Same shall I fear. Is the Lord your light? Is he the one that lights your darkness? Is he the one that lights your path? Is he the one that, that causes you to speak? Is he your salvation? You know, the Bible says God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. He's giving you strength. He's not giving you fear. He's giving you sound mind. It says you shall not be afraid, and the Lord is the strength of your life. Where does your help come from? Is the Lord the strength of your life? When the wicked and your enemies and your foes come upon you to eat up your flesh, stumble and fall. Verse 3 says, Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear, though a should rise against me. But this will I be confident. The question is, what are you confident enough? Who are you confident in? Are you confident in yourself? Are you confident in the system of the world, or are you confident in the Lord? Where is your confidence? Where is your hope? Verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord. See, the Lord is beautiful. We are beholding His beauty. If we inquire in His temple, why? Because when we behold Him, we're changed, we're transformed. There's something special that takes place when we behold the beauty of the Lord. For in the time of trouble, and here we go, see, He's an ever-present help in time of trouble, the Bible says. He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he shall set me upon a rock. And here's that secret place that Psalm 91 talks about. Hiding in the tabernacle, in the secret place, the place of his presence. Verse 6, And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about. Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me. Answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart stood unto you. The face, Lord, will I seek. When you said, Verse 8, you said, Seek ye my face, my heart said, Your face, O Lord, will I seek. Hide not your face from him. Put away not your servant in your anger, for you have been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Do you ever feel like that? you want him to lift you from your enemies? Just begin to offer up sacrifices of joy because you're just so happy because of the presence of God in your life? 
where you can just sing and sing praises, yes, and praises to the Lord. When when you cry with your voice, you can know that the Lord will have mercy on you and he will answer you. See, when the Lord says, seek my faith, does your heart say, your faith, Lord, will I see? Is it your desire that God not hide his face far from you? That he not put you away in his hands? That he did not leave you or forsake you? That he would be the God of your salvation? Verse 10 says, When my mother and my father, my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me in. Even when your own family forsake you, God promises he will take you up. He will take you up. The promise from the Father. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. So let's continue. So he says, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Teach me your way. That's your prayer tonight. Lord, teach me your way. Not my way, but your way be done. Not my thoughts, but your thoughts, Father. Do you want to know God's ways? The Bible says Moses knew his ways. Lead me in a plain path, Lord. Lead me in a straight path, Lord. Lead me in a smooth path, Lord. Break my crooked ways straight. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies, but, Lord, deliver me over to your will. Verse 12. For false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out cruelty. And David says, I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord. And, you know, if you... Faint not. If you'll hold on and faint not, you will reap a new season. You'll reap a new season. The Bible says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen you. He'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, and he will strengthen you. Wait on the Lord, and you can be in good courage. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. That was Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Wait on the Lord, he'll strengthen. One thing have I desired, verse 4 of the Lord. This is the beauty of the Lord. So I'll seek after I will dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life, behold the beauty of the Lord and inspire in his Praise Jesus. Make your prayer. Teach me your way, O Lord. Hide me. Secret of your presence. God is good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for all your goodness, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we say, how dwelling place O Lord Almighty for my
looking at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scripture. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like, really, when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. And this is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Praise God, this is Prayer International Radio, and we're back. Just wrapping up the last few minutes of the broadcast, just want to give you some time to call in 619-638-8458. Of course, if you want to email us, we're at Prayer International. At gmail.com. Praise God. If you want to uh, check us out on our website, we're at www.prayerinternational.org. Just want to pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just thank you for everyone listening tonight. Give you praise for your word, for your psalms, for your beauty of the Lord, Father, the fact that it's better to spend one day in your house to a thousand elsewhere. Better to be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're calling us. It's yourself. Your kingdom is coming. Your will is being done. Father, bless those that are listening on Facebook, Blog Talk Radio, those that are listening on the website. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for touching the nations of the world, for blessing Jerusalem. Prosper those of Jerusalem. Peace be in Jerusalem. Protect them, Father, in the name of Jesus, from their enemies. Bless the United States of America. Bless Barack Obama. Bless our nation and its leaders. Bless the people of the United States of America. We pray that Jesus Christ would be revealed as Savior and Lord, as the healer, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in the earth. We thank you, Father, for pouring out. We thank you, Lord, for touching the multitude. We thank you, Lord, for touching those that are listening. Father, we thank you for those that are in the chat room. We thank you for our guests. 
Bless everyone. Your will be done. Your kingdom come tonight, Father. Bless every family. Bless every marriage. Bless every child. Bless every... Father, in the name of Jesus, bless those that are ministers and those that are seeking you out. Father, your children, your people, those that are hungry and thirsty, Father, let them be filled overflowing. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We just ask you to touch those that are listening tonight. Jesus' name. And this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we'll be back with you tomorrow night. Praise the Lord.
Well, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. We just thank you for listening tonight. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.